Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station Oh Lord knows it has just begun We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication Discovering who's number one The fight is never done You gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be The war is never won So talk it out with your host, Gennaro and Anthony What's up, D3 Nation? Today, we release the story of Riley Lefevre, four-time NCAA champ for Wabash College, and he is currently chasing down the Olympic dream with the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. This was an amazing conversation. We touched on a lot, but one thing that really stood out to me is his connection to his brothers, Connor and Reese, and his gratitude toward the Wabash Wrestling Program. Raleigh never lost to a Division III opponent in college and recorded 158 career wins for the Little Giants. He helped Wabash surge to the top of the Division III wrestling world. Wabash secured three team trophies during his career, finishing as high as third in 2015 and 2017. One of the best to ever do it in Division III. Please give it up for Riley Lefevre. How's it going, Riley? Pretty good. What's, uh, what's been going down with everything with COVID and uh, how's the training been going? Have you been able to train still? Uh, I mean, I think a lot of the wrestlers are kind of in the same boat right now where, you know, a lot of uh, places where uh, they've been used to training are kind of shut down or kind of quarantined away from that a little bit, even though we're easing back into it slowly. Um, so, yeah, right when everything happened, they canceled NCAA tournament. Uh, I remember, like – we just played dodgeball that day when that happened, like all day. Yeah. And we're just like, yeah, this is probably going to be a while. So I just went home uh, back to Indiana with, to hang out with my family. They live on a lake, so it's not a bad place to quarantine. Uh, so I stayed there for a little while. And then once some things started to cool down a little bit, I think around June, USA Wrestling released some guidelines to return to practice. And then we kind of started working with those and working with uh, individual groups and quarantining back in state college and checking all of our temperature and symptoms uh, we got on the mats a little bit and uh but for the most part just taking a nice little break from wrestling and training so it's it's definitely uh been to an advantage i think a lot of people can look at it either way but rest for the body and uh mind and you can just relax for a little bit it's like summer break a little bit yeah yeah for sure and then you were saying uh you guys like been training mostly out of uh, david taylor's um club where he has club practice usually uh yeah we're fortunate enough where you know campus is closed down can't really get on campus at all okay um, i think football might be back on campus right now i i'm probably the wrong guy to talk about that because i have no yeah clue. um <laughs> but yeah so david has a training center kind of his own little thing where we've been following the guidelines and stuff so we've been able to have some small groups in there and get back uh with the club and roll around with the coaches and some of our athletes. Some of our guys were stuck overseas. We have Bexod. Um, he was stuck uh, back home in Uzbekistan for all, mostly off quarantine, just recently wow. got back. Some guys, if they, he was getting ready to prepare for a tournament to qualify uh, for the games and then he got stuck there. So he was kind of stuck there for a while, but um, 
we're fortunate enough to get back to train a little bit. Yeah, it's funny you say that, actually, because, you know, when Nationals uh, got canceled, me and my brother and, uh, you know, pretty much everyone else for D3 plus D2 Nationals, they were already at their host sites for Nationals. Yeah. And we are like, wow, are we going to be stuck in Iowa for a little bit? But luckily, uh, yeah. luckily we worked everything out. We got a flight out still, and all the travel was still available. So we weren't stuck in Iowa that long. But, yeah, it was def- it's definitely been tough times, and it's been, you know, tricky situations but you know like you said you gotta make the most of it so um that's good yeah a lot Um, of uncertainty right away but yeah kind of yeah yeah for sure so now you know kind of going to your uh backstory now um just you know talk about when uh you got into wrestling you know if it was like a family thing i know you got your brothers you know me and my brother and uh you know brothers always together with wrestling usually so you know just give us a little uh background on that and how you got into wrestling I've been wrestling for as long as I can remember because uh, my brothers, my dad wrestled. My dad played a bunch of sports in high school. And when we were young, we played every sport too, played soccer, baseball, basketball, um, kind of grew up on the lake. So did some water sports too, went snow skiing. I mean, we've kind of been very fortunate to be able to try a lot of things and have the ability to go to all these places and play all these sports and do all these things. But yeah, I've been wrestling forever, but um Seriously, I didn't really take it serious until about high school. I, I thought soccer was my thing. Um, oh. I, I never liked wrestling practice growing up, and that lasted all the way until my freshman year of high school. I was going to quit wrestling to uh, play soccer. Okay. <laughs> my brothers my brothers made me uh, go out and uh, go to the first wrestling practice of the year um, once soccer season ended. And uh, high school wrestling was a little different for me. I, I really started to – to enjoy it even though I didn't have that much success right away yeah I really started to enjoy uh wrestling then and I guess I chose that as my sport and I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna get really good at this because I want to so cool that was a youth wrestling thing play a lot of sports but finally kind of chose wrestling because now did you did you play soccer still in high school were you doing both or did you just focus on wrestling in high school I played soccer my freshman year and then okay. I, once I decided, once wrestling season was over, I'm like, I don't want to play soccer anymore. I just want to wrestle. Gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's funny you say that actually, uh, for me, I actually, you know, same as you, like, you know, I, I wrestled, I, you know, I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy the practices as much. And I actually stopped wrestling. I played basketball my freshman year in high school, actually. And yeah. then my family and my brothers, you know, cause you know, at our high school, I don't know how big it was at your high school. I know it's pretty, uh, Indiana wrestling is pretty big and stuff, but uh, our, it was our best sport at our high school. And, you know, we had pretty good class coming through. My brothers got on me, and then I eventually got back out for wrestling my sophomore year. So, yeah, that's funny. But yeah. uh, that's so, cool. So uh, when you guys got to high school, I know you and your brothers are very close in age. You got to compete with each other at Wabash. Were all three of you in the varsity lineup for uh, all four years um, or the time you were together at your high school? Yeah, so it was uh, basically just like we were at Wabash. They were with me uh, my freshman and sophomore year and, mm-hmm. uh, in high school and in college. So, yeah, we were, we were varsity. All, they were a lot better than me. I probably <laughs> could have used maybe some learning experience in, on junior varsity, but I was varsity. I was uh, 11 and 18 my freshman year at 125. 
And I think uh, I had six or seven forfeits, so I really only won like five matches. <laughs> and I lost, I lost the first round of sectionals to someone I pinned earlier in the year in a dual meet. So it was a great uh, year for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good deal. And then, uh, so obviously you started to make some big gains. Uh, you know, you're, you eventually make it to the state finals in high school to end your career yep. and then follow that up with a great tournament at Fargo. What do you think was um, the big difference there? Obviously, you, you jumped huge levels every year, but what do you, what do you think was the big uh, tool for you? Um, I, I think I just surrounded myself with uh, like-minded people, and I had great coaching. Um, I had a really good club and a great high school coaches around me who would always push me, um, and they made wrestling fun for me. Right, And my, my two brothers, obviously, Connor and Reese, being able to wrestle with them whenever I wanted to. Um, and just look up to them and see how they did certain techniques or even just handle themselves um, really helped me. But I think ultimately it's just because I wanted to get better, right? Um, my coaches can only, they can show me all the technique. They can show me or they can train me up. They can do all those things and my teammates, but ultimately I kind of just wanted to get the most out of myself and I eventually started doing that. So yeah, yeah, and it's definitely uh, – it's been a good formula for sure. It's been working out pretty well. So um, what, was the, what was the recruiting process like for you? Obviously, you ended up at Wabash with your brothers, and, you know, they're, they're in Indiana. You know, it's a great Division three program. But were other bordering schools uh, reaching out to you, or how would that all go, come about? Well, so I think once Connor Reese graduated, they actually went to Indiana Tech for a year. They were just okay. a new NAIA school. Yeah. Um, and so, right. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to follow them because that's kind of been, I just wanted to wrestle with them again. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to go to Indiana tech. And at the time I wasn't really that good. It would have been my junior year when they were wrestling their freshman year. And I, that's when I finally started to get a lot better. Right. So my freshman year, I was like 11 and 18. I said, I made it first round of sectionals in my sophomore year. I was like 26 and uh, 13 or whatever. I won twice as many as I lost and I made it to the first round of regional. And then my junior year, I was, I think I was 46 and two. And the two matches I lost, I lost to uh, um, either Brian or Ben Harvey. Uh, he wrestled, they wrestled at army. Yeah. Um, They're from cathedral. I, I wrestled the older one. Um, and then I lost to a guy who would have been my teammate at Wabash, Jesse Goodnight at the ticket round. So I only, so I went from sectionals, regionals, and I lost ticket round at semi-state. I didn't make it to state. And my senior year, I was I, I lost one match, and it was to Bobby Stevenson in the state finals. Wow. Um, Gable, Gable Stevenson's brother. Yeah, yeah. They, they grew up in Indiana, and then they moved to Happy Valley or Apple Valley. Yep. Uh, yeah. Right, so Korean process, there were really only, um, I think, three schools kind of I was considering. Um, one of them was Wabash. Obviously, because then my senior recruiting started to pick up, and that's when my brothers transferred to Wabash. Mm -hmm. um, so I was considering them. And then University of Indianapolis, Division II program. Um, and then University of Cumberland's. NAIA school, right? NAIA, yeah. Because one of their coaches uh, grew up in Fort Wayne, and he worked with me at a lot of Fargo camps. Okay. Oh, wow. um, I only took a visit to Wabash and UND. And I mean, ultimately, um, I wanted to wrestle with my brothers. So, yeah, it wasn't much of a choice. 
I mean, my mom made me go on uh, uh, recruiting visits and stuff, and even though I didn't yeah. really want to, but yeah. um, I was going to follow my brothers. So it was maybe the coaches had it, Coach Anderson and Coach Irwin that um, had it easy to recruit me, but. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. But, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely cool to hear family is a big thing with you because it's the same thing with me and my brother. I mean, obviously we run this podcast together, and but we ended up at Waynesburg University from New York, out in Western PA. So, um, you know, being close to each other, and then my other brother, he was in a school at a school in Pittsburgh too. Um, it it makes a big difference having family there and that support. Uh, you know, mm. it, it helped with my career, and I'm sure it helped a lot with your career too. Yeah, for sure. So after your run at Fargo and taking second in junior freestyle, did some other colleges try to recruit you late? You were committed to Wabash, but I'm curious if other schools were trying to make a pitch to swing you a different direction. Our one guest, Joe Rao, had a similar run the summer after his senior year at Fargo and experienced it. So just curious if it happened to you. I had a pretty good tournament leading up to the finals, and then I wrestled Michael Pixley in the in the championship, and uh he teched me in like 45 seconds. <laughs> like I had, like he just head pinched me or did some like uh three quarter Nelson and turned me like, took me down and turned me like eight, four times or whatever. So it was real quick. I remember walking off the mat and I'm like, wow, that, that stunk. That was embarrassing. And, uh, <laughs> and right after that, right when I walked the stage, there's a coach there. It's like, Oh man, Hey, you had a great tournament. I'm like trying to, he's trying to talk to me right away. I'm like, uh, this is the last thing I'm thinking about right now. Right. So I guess there probably was, but um, I just remember after Fargo, I was like, man, getting second sucks. Like I got second in state tournament. I got second in Fargo again. I'm like, I don't want to get second anymore. So yeah, there was probably some more coaches maybe looking at me, but still, still with the wall bash. And I guess probably most of my recruiting kind of happened when I was in college after I started to have uh, that kind of success other schools um, trying to maybe get me to transfer or something like that. But I was pretty happy with Wabash. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and it definitely seems like, uh, yeah, like you were saying, second at the state, second at Fargo, going into your, into your freshman year now at Wabash, was that something still itching at you? Like, Hey, like, even though I'm a freshman, I'm not taking second again. Like let's, let's get this going. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even though I kind of got my butt kicked in 40 seconds at Fargo, I was like, I was like, I remember kind of just the coaches were talking about all the high level talent that was there and people who were, you know, supposed to go to these schools and stuff and like beating athletes who were committed to big 10 schools and placing higher than them. And I'm like, well, I mean, I know I'm good enough to win if I want to. So um, I knew it was kind of just up to me and I just wanted to get a lot better. So um, I think Fargo actually gave me confidence, even though, I mean, obviously I placed well, even though I got my butt kicked in the finals. Um, but besides that, I think uh, that tournament definitely gave me confidence. And uh, I mean, my state finals match was really close too. I knew Bobby was, he was a, he was a stud. So um, he had a great high school career and a good career in Minnesota. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, both those guys were no sludges. I today, I was doing some digging and that, that Fargo opponent um, that you had Pixley, you know, he was kind of a journeyman in college, but man, that kid was tough. You know, he was an NAI mm -hmm. champ, D2 champ. So yeah, um, those are, they, they were some tough opponents, but all right. So now jumping into the college scene. Now um, you're back with your brothers, you're at Wabash. 
how was that transition from high school to college and, and just getting a part of the college wrestling scene? Uh, I just, once I got on college campus, Wabash campus, um, it's a small school, like 900 students, all male. So a lot different, um, you know, environment that I'm used to. But once I got on campus, I just, I enjoyed the college atmosphere, kind of living on my own. Um, you know, just the college atmosphere of just, you know, you're kind of, you aren't going to class from seven till three, you get to pick your classes, you kind of get to have a lot more uh, choice in what you do during the day and the uh, time management, how you can spend that, you know, training, schoolwork. Um, I just enjoyed that a lot more. So I think I took advantage of that. It was a big help to me. Once I got to college, I got to, you know, kind of set things up according to my schedule when I wanted to train, when I wanted to work out, when I wanted to eat lunch and go to class. So that really uh, was a benefit for me. And I just, you know, just wrestling, I guess, on the wrestling side of things, there was a little bit of a transition. I just, I think the biggest thing, and it's kind of with all levels, is just wrestling through positions, right, in high school. And as you progress age levels and, you know, skill level, I think just wrestling through positions um, is the biggest thing, right? You can take breaks sometimes um, when you're facing lesser opponents and, uh, you know, the best guys in the world, which I've got to feel now that I moved out to Nittany Line Wrestling Club. And I had a lot of great Division Three opponents too. Um, they just wrestle through every position to make you fight for every point. And you just got to be willing to wrestle one or two positions or one or two seconds longer than they are. Um, so just, I remember our first preseason practice when we were on the mats, I wrestled uh, our 65 pounder, Ethan Farmer, who was an All-American force, but he was our backup to Josh Sampson. And I remember like the first two goes, I got like, like taken down super easy off a shot off of my shot. So they ran behind me and then I got like thrown to my back and I was like, okay, but you know, it kind of woke me up. Like you just got to wrestle harder. And, uh, yeah, that's sure. by the and then I just threw them to the back next, but no, um, <laughs> something like that. That was kind of the transition for me. So yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't that rough, but it was, I looked forward to it. For sure. Yeah. And then I'm sure every day you just kept going in and just kept closing the gap, closing the gap until, uh, you know, you're finally getting more, more of those goes than you were losing. Um, so now you progress through your freshman year and, you know, you enter, uh, you enter into the national tournament uh, undefeated um, and you're the top dog there. Did you feel a lot of nerves there or did you feel pretty prepared after the season going into it? Like, that um, you're you're ready to to right the wrong from a year ago, like at Fargo and stuff. Um, I definitely felt ready. Um, I had some guys on my team who I'm really close with, and I remember we'd go to tournaments. I remember there was one tournament. I think it was in it was either Knox, I think Knox, Illinois. Um, there was a triple duel. We had Upper Iowa and we had um, Luther College, and the Upper Iowa kid was the runner up at D two last year, and. Uh, or the year I wrestled him, then uh, the Luther kid was like ranked top 10 or something. And I remember the kids on our team, they'd always tell me like, oh man, that kid was ranked 10th or oh man, that kid was that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't really even know that or pay attention to that really. And I was just winning matches just because I wanted to score points and wrestle hard. Um, so I definitely had the confidence that I could really step on the line with anybody who we were going to wrestle that year. And I think remembering that, like, once the brackets came out, 
and I, I wasn't really one to look at brackets or like look at whatever. Um, and like I was one seat, I was like, oh, they actually seated me first. Like that's surprising. I didn't think they would. <laughs> and then I wasn't really too nervous. I was just, you know, wrestling hard basically and just trying to score points. And I knew that um, I could win, that I had, you know, the talent and skill um, just from training hard and having really good partners. Um, so I just wanted to do that and had some, I don't really remember too many matches my freshman year, except maybe my first round and uh, the finals, obviously the overtime takedown, but mm -hmm. that's still kind of like a blur. I remember like after it happened, I still couldn't believe it for like a couple, like a month, like weeks or like a couple months. I'm like, wow, I just won that. And like, I couldn't even remember some of those matches. Like, I don't really know what it was, but it was just like a, must've been like an emotional roller coaster for me or something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I mean, I, I mean, me and my brother remember it pretty, pretty well. That was my, that was my senior year of college. So I was kind of witnessing the history and the making there and I was at 174. So you were the match right after me and I was in a little bit of days too. I just got my butt whooped in the final. So, but I do remember, I do, I do, I do remember your, yeah, you got to the finals a little bit quicker to the stage because my match didn't go too quick, <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, I remember uh, you know that overtime takedown against the TC and J opponent Brian Broderick. You know yep. he was a returning finalist, and um, you know it was pretty cool to see. You know especially at any level when you see a true freshman win something, you know there's always that thing like can this kid do it four times? Like doing something four times is very hard, especially at the college level. But um, it was still pretty cool, and obviously now looking back on it, we know what you did, but. Um, still impressive and it wasn't an easy road i remember early on too you actually had the returning freshman of the year from messiah like i think in the quarterfinals or maybe it was even first round and i'm yeah, like that's okay. a pretty tough that, that's a pretty tough quarterfinal match for uh he was strong on <laughs> yeah at, he was like a little block like tough yeah. to tough to move you know josh thompson yeah. and then I think actually moving forward to your sophomore, you rematched him, correct, in the, the national finals? I had – he was my junior year. So – Okay. Now that I about it, he was 84 my freshman year, then he moved down to 74. That's right. Yeah. moved back. I had um, Peterson from Warburg my sophomore Peter, year. Peterson from Warburg, that's right. Sophomore so, year is kind of like a whole different story than, like, my other years. Because, yeah. obviously, I don't know if you guys want to talk about freshman year anymore, but – Go on, go on, go ahead. Whatever you got. Sophomore year was like a different roller coaster, just because my like it was kind of. I obviously wanted to, you know, if you Coach Kale says, you know, if you want to do what's what's the best thing to do after you do something fun, is to do it again, right? So, win a national title, the best thing, or what's next, kind of do it again. So I didn't learn that at the time, but I knew just focusing on one year at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just wanted to do what I do the best I could do again next year. And I knew Connor and Reese were kind of, they kind of believed that they could um, yeah, get the job done. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, if you kind of want to go right to a year after sophomore nationals in Hershey, um, I was like a nervous wreck because I was always the last Lefebvre to wrestle, right. They were yep. 74 and I was like, I wasn't thinking about um, really wrestling how I normally do. Um, I was kind of just thinking about like, all right, if they win, I have to win. All right, <laughs> they make the finals. If they make the finals, I have to make the finals. And 
I think my wrestling kind of showed a little bit. I wrestled a lot of tight matches. Mm -hmm. um, well, the first match was like a really quick pin. I, I caught a cradle in the second match. But like my semifinals and finals were like super tight. Yeah. But um, I was just so nervous. I just remember like once we get there, I'm like shaking like all the time. Oh. I really like control it. And I'm just like, wow, this is not fun. But um, yeah, sophomore year was an emotional roller coaster. And then Reese ends up losing to Washington Jefferson, which mm -hmm. my brother Connor still uh, doesn't let him live down. Um, <laughs> Connor has a great tournament and just smokes everybody. Yep. He has this shot that no one can really stop. Um, and then I uh, pull one out with like 30 seconds left against yeah. uh, Peterson from Wartburg, who I wrestled earlier in the year. And I knew Peterson was tough. I wrestled him at national duels. And it was like a, a takedown match or one point match. And yeah. So I was tight. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, it, that was definitely a, it had to be a cool year for you, especially for your family to have all three you guys in the national finals and help yeah. push, push Wabash to a team trophy. And obviously you guys helped Wabash yeah. get a, get a decent amount of team hardware while you were there. Just talk about that experience from, from like a program standpoint, like, you know, standing on the stage with your team with getting a team trophy and that feeling. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was better than winning an individual title. Honestly, I think just knowing that like your team's cl like clearly one of the best in the country. Like it wasn't just you, it was your teammates, right? We had, I think we had four All-Americans that year. I think Farmer was an All-American. I don't, I think Rokel was my junior year when he uh won but um yeah just knowing the fact that like that was a that was a team effort right and your team gets recognition for it not just you're looking at the 184 pound match and whoever wins he gets the he gets the spotlight for seven minutes or whatever um the team effort's really cool and your coaches get recognized and you just put um you just kind of represent your whole school there and your family and all that stuff um so that was definitely cool i think the team trophies were um, even more special, um, in many cases than individual titles and whatnot. So yeah, that was sure. freshman year. We got, uh, I think top 10, ninth, and we're like, all right, we can definitely, you know, do better than this. So yeah, we kind of did that, um, the next three years. So it was cool. Awesome. So, uh, now moving forward now to the last few years of your college career, um, which I, I think personally, again, just showed in the results, making huge jumps just from your work ethic and the time you put into the sport. You're again back at 184 your junior year. And, um, mm -hmm. and just talk, what do, you, what do you think? I just thought uh, maybe you, talk, you touched on a little bit about the pressure you felt having your brothers there and stuff at Nationals the year before. But I just thought the next year, especially at the Division three level, there was just nobody at that weight class that really could compete with you. Was that just a mindset thing or – did you feel like your, your wrestling was just getting to the next level? I mean, I was, I was definitely confident in my abilities that if I go out there and wrestle seven minutes hard, that there's not going to be many people who could um, hang with me or let alone beat me. I mean, they, people could obviously wrestle the whole time and wrestle hard, but I think I had some great techniques and stuff that I could put more points than them or uh, in them. But, yeah, so um, added pressure. After my sophomore year, kind of re-graduated, and I just got to train. They they joined kind of to coach. They kind of got jobs on the side, um, and then they got a 
coach at Wabash with me. So it was still kind of the same thing where I was training with him every day and stuff and seeing him pretty much every day. Um, but I kind of got back to the mindset of I wanted to score a lot of points. I wanted to pin people and I wanted to, you know, dominate kind of um, mm-hmm. versus just kind of like, all right, make it there. All right, do this now. All right. Now you got to win national title. Like I wasn't really thinking about that. I was, I had the ultimate goal in sight. Like I want to do the best and win a national title, obviously. Right. But that's kind of, I think the best wrestlers kind of, that's always the ultimate goal. You always want to win any competitor in any sport. When they, when they play, you play to win. Right. So mm-hmm. just things I could do in a match. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's, I mean, that's really good advice for any wrestler listening in, you know? Um, and I think, uh, you know, where you're at now, the, the Penn state wrestlers are the epitome of that and how they talk about how they're having fun. And they're just thinking about scoring points. You know, the results will yep. take care of themselves and just having less pressure. So, um, so yeah, so now you finish your junior year, you win another national title. Uh, so now you're three for three. And now you're going into that fourth and final year, you know, you're trying to do something that, you know, was only done once uh, at the division three level. Um, did you feel some pressure coming into your, uh, into your senior year, uh, especially shifting weights or, or, um, where were you at with that? Um, I got to, I had the opportunity to go to uh, the training Olympic training center. Probably I think every year in the summer, um, because I wrestled a lot of freestyle in college too. I made, I think I made the junior national team or placed at one of the, at the nationals and mm-hmm. um, the, the junior trials. Yeah. So I got, I was invited a couple of times and then um, I had the opportunity to go out there. So I was training with some of those athletes who were, you know, doing well on um, freestyle circuit or uh, doing well in division two, division one, NAIA college, collegiate circuit. So all that stuff just kind of gave me the confidence that like, I really can wrestle with anybody and kind of score and um, do all these things on anybody kind of um, might be a little harder. Might have to set it up a little differently, but you just kind of got to wrestle hard. So I was confident going into my senior year and I, cutting weight my junior year kind of got to me a little bit I was I made 84 pretty good but I had to cut some good weight and I didn't really want to focus on that my senior year I knew I was getting a lot better um that summer and I was wrestling with guys who were bigger I was wrestling with 97s and some heavyweights um at the training center and I knew that there wasn't really that much of a difference um if anything, I just get I just get stronger, and it's going to help me in my wrestling more, right? Um, so, going up a weight was the really good move for me, um, and I wasn't really nervous about going up a weight. I remember I was talking with my coach, and they were trying to set up a all star um, match, um, NWCA all star match, and they were going to have me wrestle eighty four, and I'm like, I really don't want to wrestle eighty four anymore. <laughs> and he got to the point where it was like, all right, well if we set up this match, you're going to have to wrestle 84. And I remember I was, for some reason, I'm like, all right, I guess I will. And thankfully that match didn't go through because I would have wrestled that crap probably. But, um, was your opponent supposed to be a division one opponent or who? who I remember he said, it was, he said, yeah, they were trying to find a division one opponent, like some all American or something like that. I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, something like that. And they were going to, do that 
But um, yeah, I just remember talking to my brother and he's like, dude, you go up a weight, you're going to wrestle even better and you're going to smoke these guys even more than you did at 84. And I was like, yeah, I know. I just got to tell coach that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, kind of touching on the Division One opponent aspect, you know, after – Kind of throughout your whole college career, you, you did a good job challenging yourself and, uh, you know, wrestling in some D1 opens. And um, did, mm -hmm. do you feel like that was uh, something that you needed or your coaches kind of put that on you? Or is that something that you kind of sought out a little bit? Um, I think a little bit of both. I knew my coaches knew when to challenge me and stuff, but I definitely tried to seek out, um, you know, the best competition. So at the beginning of years, I think I didn't go to any of my freshman year, but I remember after that, I would I wrestled in the Eastern Michigan Open or Michigan State Open. I wrestled Midlands my um, sophomore and senior year, maybe. And I never did too well at Midlands, even though my senior year I was the number one seed. <laughs> I didn't even place. <laughs> but um, yeah, I always I always try to seek out the best competition. Um, I wrestled Iowa State Open my senior year, and in that tournament, yeah, I beat some. I've beaten some. Um, Division one All-Americans in those tournaments. So that was fun. And I always just wanted to challenge myself against those guys because I'd get to, you know, grab, grab them um, sometimes at the training center. And, you know, wrestling a match is a little different. But, yeah, so just it was a little bit of both. My coaches knew when to challenge me, um, and they kind of wanted to also. Um, and I wanted to seek those things out also. That's great. That's awesome to hear. So now, again, just going through your senior year, you know, another very good season. Obviously, the move up to 197 was uh, solid, like you said. You were wrestling well, moving well, um, a lot of offense, a lot of points. So going into uh, now the national tournament, uh, it was at the Wisconsin Lacrosse. You know, this is your last go around. Um, just, just describe the emotions, like, leading up to that week and, uh, you know, and, that, and just going through the whole tournament and what that was like. Uh, I mean, it was kind of just like the last one, right? So like the last hurrah, um, and I wanted it to be the best one yet. So I was just really focused on, I wasn't really focused on, um, you know, this is the fourth one or this is going to be the last one, even though I kind of just, even though I just said that, um, I wasn't really <laughs> focused on that. I was, I was more so just focused on, it's just another wrestling tournament. You kind of block that stuff out. I think some of the best athletes, that's what they say at least. Right, it's a little different to do, but you just replace those thoughts with things you can um, and you want to focus on. So, I was just focusing on same things, you know, like having fun, um, focusing on my effort, trying to score a lot of points, and doing that every match. And uh, I knew, I mean, you hear stories about it all the time. Anybody can beat on any day. You look ahead, you know, mistakes happen, you slip up, and it's fine for you to make mistakes. You can make, you can make that up with hustle, but um, I was just focusing on the next position, you know, the next whatever. Yeah, for sure. And then, so again, you find yourself back into the national finals. You're wrestling a tough opponent from Ithaca College and returning All-American Carlos Tarbio. And, uh, you know, you're, you're doing a good job controlling the match and then uh, just great chain, chain wrestling. Uh, I remember it um, just watching it and you actually put the guy right, right on his back, right in front of your, your brother and, and your coach's corner and you get the fall. Yep. And, uh, you know, your fourth national title, but I believe that pin also pushed Wabash into uh, trophy category potentially higher than where they were. So 
just it was just uh it was a great great experience i mean just witnessing and obviously just from your standpoint you know after it all happened just just talk about that moment uh yeah i remember i remember that match actually probably i mean obviously it was the last one um more than the other ones i think um maybe because i controlled my nerves a little better and my emotions leading up to the tournament but um yeah i remember just I think I got a takedown or two and I turned and I got like super tired. And then I shot in on the shot that I hit a lot where I like elbow bump a single and I get super extended on my crap. And I was thinking like, try to hold on to a stalemate. And then he started moving his hips. So I just did, it was a technique I kind of watched and was worked on a little bit um, where you kind of, sometimes um, you kind of can play with it where like you just lull him to sleep right? You shoot and you think they think you're going to stop and you go to a stalemate and then he, you just pop your head outside. And when I popped my head outside, I was like, oh, well, you kind of relaxed a little bit and it helped me finish mm -hmm. a lot easier. And I just picked him up and I get into that position a lot. If I get to my high crotch where I pick him up and you can kind of head hunt from there. And I did. And then I got the pin and I sit back and like both my coaches are right there and my trainer's behind him. And I'm like, I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, sweet. And, you know, yeah. it's probably a little bit more to that, but it was just, that was just pure like reaction um, after that. And I was like, well, that was sweet. And then we had um, Bova. He got third. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, Owen Doster was a freshman. He all American. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if that match set us over, but I knew that we were really close to getting a trophy. Yep. And yeah. I kind of wanted to pin everybody I could, so that didn't really yeah. have a motivating factor, but <laughs> um it definitely helps, right? If you if you take care of your job on the mat, um you usually your team and your whole team does that individually, you're probably gonna end up doing well as a team. So Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So um so yeah, conclusion to a amazing uh college career and um obviously like you said you wrestled some freestyle in uh college and you had success at the junior level um and definitely showed that you want to compete at the senior level where a lot of uh regional training centers or club opportunities that you were looking at and how eventually did you come to uh, the Nitty line wrestling club being the place that you would go to well i was really just thankful that um coach anderson he has a huge camp every year where he brings in a lot of clinicians he brings in you know, uh, Tom Brands, Tom Ryan, Coach Kale, um, a lot of great coaches and athletes. Um, so he's, he, he has connections with all those, some of the premier clubs, Coach Slay. So I remember after, after the season was ended and um, I passed comps and everything where it's kind of the big deal at Wabash where you basically if you pass comps, you're going to graduate um, if you're doing well in classes. So I was like, man, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to be done soon. I'm like, what am I going to do next? I remember I went, I think uh, we had a, we had like a break at the end of the year or a little like three-day vacation. And I went to Florida with my fiance then, but my wife now, uh, Maddie and her family. And I was like looking at like coaching jobs. I'm like, man, I don't know if, if anybody's going to want me to wrestle for their RTC. So I was like looking at GA positions and looking at coaching positions like, well, maybe this is what I'm going to have to do. But Coach Anderson, you know, he has really good connections with those guys. And uh, I met Coach Kale my freshman year. Um, 
he came to Wabash and we kind of developed a relationship from there. He came pretty much every year around those camp times. But um, Coach Anderson reached out to Hawkeye Wrestling Club, Ohio RTC, Penn RTC, and um, the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. And I remember like hearing that like a couple of them were kind of interested. And I was like, what? Like, I don't, that's cool. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to wrestle more. And that's kind of what I wanted to do, but I didn't know if it was like really going to be a thing right away. Um, and then when we kind of talked to coach Kale, like it kind of was a no brainer. Um, I talked to my family and, um, my brothers, it was kind of difficult on my wife a little bit. So she kind of sucked one up and took one for the team when we moved out there. Cause she still had some schooling that she wanted to do. And she had to kind of put that on pause, but yeah, wrestling for coach Kale and coach Casey and coach Varner, and Eric Thompson and Mark McKnight, who are the club coaches, like they have, especially around my weight, they have the best system and the best coaching available. So it was kind of a no brainer. Like, yeah, I've always looked up to those guys, the Penn state guys. Um, and I've tried to wrestle like them too. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to go out there and train with them. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, you, you're definitely, definitely right about that. It definitely seems like a no brainer, incredible room right now at the Nittany Line Wrestling Club with international wrestlers, you know, competing for different countries like in Uzbekistan and, um, is Franklin Gomez still part of the Nate Line Wrestling Club yep. too? Yep, Franklin and Jaime Espinal. Jaime was uh, silver medalist in 2012 from Puerto Rico. Yep. Yeah, we have quite the room. And that's just, yeah. I mean, and the Penn State guys and the club guys. And, you know, it's kind of a cool dynamic we can have where, you know, if the club, if the Penn State guys qualify for the RTC, you know, they can come wrestle with us. And it definitely helps us out and we can kind of help them out a little bit too. But, I mean, just the club and the coaches by themselves, you get all the training partners you need. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so now uh, obviously everyone knows that, you know, the Olympic year is moved to 2021 and, um, you know, you're competing a little bit at 92 kilograms, obviously not Olympic weight. Um, mm. I'm assuming the game plan now is to get ready for 97 kilograms. Is that where you're going or you're kind of up in the air with what weight class you're going to compete at next year? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going down. So yeah, <laughs> 92, 92 was kind of a perfect place for me. Right. So I moved up my senior, my senior year of college to 197. And then I remember when I was moving out there, I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to go back down to the one eighties, like 86 yeah. kilos was 89. I'm like, I don't really want to do that. But I like, I started like playing out like, all right, I'm gonna have to follow this diet. I'm gonna have to do this and this. And then like a month or two after I moved out there, they came out with a new weight. And I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. So I kind of got into their system and fell into the groove and yeah, 92 was definitely the thing. And then, uh, the Olympic year, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to go up. So 97 and, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's where we're at with that now. But, yeah. um, you know, it just gives your body kind of another, a full year to adjust in a new weight, put on some, put on some good weight and kind of just mm -hmm. bulk up a little bit, which is, which seems has definitely helped your game. Um, so uh, as we kind of as we kind of wrap up, we always like to finish up with just talking to guys and talking about what the division, wrestling at the Division Three level like meant meant to you and um, and how how it helped develop your wrestling and kind of develop to where you're at right now. Right. So I remember, I think like Division Three wrestling is like the epitome of like a student athlete, right? So 
there's no scholarships. I'm not going there on like a full ride, right? I'm paying tuition. The only scholarships you get are academic. Um, so like if you're wrestling at division three, it's because you want to wrestle and you want to get a good education, right? A lot of division one schools, especially when you look at big sports like football, I mean, they're basically professional athletes already. Um, mm -hmm. So to me, division three athlete is the epitome of a, a student athlete. And, um, you know, I got a great education at Wabash College. Wabash College is a special school, um, holds a special place in my heart. Um, I got to wrestle again and get a great um, wrestling experience out of it too, right? Even going Division three, a lot of people don't think you can really get much out of it when you kind of get what you make out of it, right? If you have the right people around you and you can, sometimes it takes a little pushing even talking to your coaches and stuff, but if you seek out the right opportunities, right, things will come and things will happen and you just gotta take advantage of them. Um, you know, so I was lucky enough to wrestle with Olympic champs, wrestle with um, world team members um, while I was in college, going to a division three school, right? And we've, we've had people who have had success on the international level, like you mentioned Joe Rao earlier, right? Um, Elmhurst um, wrestler um, and, you know, Greco world team member, and, you know, made the Olympic team, but the year that we didn't qualify that way, but I mean, you know, it kind of, and it happens division two all the time, you know, Travel Dalagna was division two, um, three or four time champ. And, you know, yep. he goes on always a world or Olympic bronze medalist now because of some of the things that have happened. But yeah. So, right. I mean, you get what you, you get what you, out of it, what you put into it. And if you seek out those things, you really can't limit yourself just because you're going to be a division three wrestler. Right. And you're going to get a great ed education out of it. And, um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome, man. And, you know, you know, being me and my brother being division three coaches, you know, right now it's, it's definitely tough in the recruiting because everyone ha has their eyes set on D one D one. But, you know, I think another big piece to it too, is like coming into a division three program and, and making your own legacy and being able to compete for four years, you know, it's so big and um, you know, not just being another number on a roster, but actually being a part of something and, you know, being yeah. a part of what you were a part of at Wabash, you know, bringing home team trophies and building that program up, you know, and helping, you know, Coach Anderson and Coach Irwin, you know, now Coach Coach Irwin is the head coach now. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm sure it's helped propel his career. So there are so many good things that you can get out of it. And uh, I appreciate yeah. everything you said there for sure. Yeah. So. I mean, I wouldn't be here without Division Three wrestling. So, yeah, <laughs> obviously. But <laughs> it definitely, I definitely love the kind of, small school field that Wabash had. I know a lot of division three schools are kind of smaller in that area. And you definitely, you're not just a number, right. And, you know, our class sizes weren't big and that really, you know, suited me well. I, I actually knew all my professors. I pretty much knew everyone on campus, administrators, other coaches, right. It's just like, it's just a different field than other schools. And I think if I would have went a different route, it wouldn't have gone as well as um, uh, it would have, if I was at, wasn't at Wabash, so I'm definitely thankful for the time I had at Wabash. I wouldn't wouldn't change it any other way. Um, and yeah, Division Three wrestling, go. Yeah, heck yeah, man. So hey, I appreciate you taking the time today to to talk with us, and good luck with the the training moving forward. Hopefully, uh, everyone can get back on the mats and and get and keep growing and getting better. But good luck during the Olympic year, and uh, you know we'll be following for sure. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You guys are you guys are awesome. Thank you.
Thank you for tuning in for another episode of D3 Nation. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at D3 Nation Podcast and on our anchor page, anchor.fm backslash coachbondx2. D3 Nation is currently streaming on eight platforms. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a review to help promote the show. Appreciate your help, and let's continue to grow Division Three Wrestling.